everybody, it's Jeremy, Bill and Rob, and we're at the, guess where, the Flying Aubergine Cafe. We've been out in the park showing the good news of Jesus Christ, and we had a really good quality conversation with um, a couple of Brummie lads who were working down here as lift engineers, funnily enough. Um, and we're just we're sitting down, we're just chatting about what God's been saying to us and our, our experiences with our kids. Bill's been sharing with us and, um, and with our wives, our relationships and how, and we're trying to, what we're saying really, Rob, is we're trying to live as Jesus would live. That's what we're trying yeah. to do, isn't it? Which comes about, doesn't it? And we know this, we know what the Bible says about it, as in, if you like, the theory. Yes. But, but applying it is obviously yes. a different matter. But we know that God says that, we know it's that when we see him and his goodness and how he treats us, that's how we're transformed. Yep. Because the Bible says that it's his goodness that basically makes us change our mind yeah so it's not it isn't his anger it isn't so that's why we shouldn't be angry with our kids or, or anyone for that matter not, not just because it's wrong but it's wrong because it doesn't work it just it just provokes anger you know actually it's god's goodness that draws man to change his mind so it's those guys we were chatting to them for example they saw that God, because as we said, we're representing God before the people. We do that every second of every day, whether we like it or not. That's what a Christian does. And they saw that, you know, God isn't forcing himself upon them because we weren't forcing ourselves upon them, were we? So, and that's because... I was always looking for an opportunity to absolutely. share the Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. As God is. God is doing it. But it's, but it's his love. It's his loving kindness that people see. That's what changes people when they see that he's not, you know, he's not, he's slow to anger and quick to love. And he responds and thinks about us through what Jesus achieved. We, could, we say it often, don't we? That actually, it, the, if we can focus on the, the, what Jesus achieved, and, and see our lives through that, then things will be different. But actually, in practice, well, I don't, I don't mind admitting, I struggle. I massively struggle. Hugely struggle. It feels like every day at the moment is a struggle. Not all day, every day, but lots of days I, I struggle. And, and, and what am I struggling with? I'm struggling with doubt. You know, because I'm being squeezed. People are being squeezed in their lives, whether it's as a parent, whether it's as a Christian, although it's all linked. People are being squeezed. Those guys are being squeezed. Then they're being asked questions in their heart. The Holy Spirit, as we're talking to them, is saying to them things like, you know, he's talking to them gently. So he's ministering to them as we are. So everyone is being questioned. and But all the time behind that, we're training ourselves. I was reading this morning in the Old Testament. And you know, the Jewish people, when they came out of Egypt, 600,000 men were trained for war. <laughs> they reckon there was maybe two million people because they're obviously children, that's children and women 
that 600,000 men were trained for war. And my point is that what God said to me when I was reading that was, you're in a war, mate. You're in a war. It's okay, to, and it's like, it's okay to be in a war. We don't want to be in a war. And it's not even a war, it's probably what you're thinking. It's a war that's won, but we are in a war. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Your heart is all of you. It's not just a pumping thing. It's all of your being. Don't let any of your being be troubled. Do I let my heart be troubled? Yes. Should I? No. Can I live above that? Yes. But that is the journey. And as long as we keep sweet with Jesus along that journey and don't do what they did, the Israelites, and got a hard heart, and he accused them of being stiff-necked people, which is hard-hearted, stubborn. And what's stubborn? It's that refusal to change. So just keep our, we've just got to keep our hearts soft and tender towards him, how he always is with us. He's always soft and tender, isn't he? Yeah. Always kind, always merciful, always looking for an opportunity. You know, I've been reading the word recently, and God's been saying to me through it, not, not like an audible voice, but he's been saying through it, I am in your life. This is amazing, right? This is like revelation. He's like, every second of every day, I am in the middle of your life, trying to bring about good. Yes. And that's not just me, Jeremy. That's every single... In fact, I think it's every single human, not just every single Christian. It's every single human. Because we think like, I don't know about you, but we compartmentalise things and go, oh, well, God's maybe working on that person or because we've prayed a prayer God, please. and then we kind of look for signs as he's working in their life and maybe they're a non-believer or it's our wives or we you know our children and we look for signs as God working in life and he said to me I work every single second of every day in your life to bring back good well you know his thoughts towards yeah. oh, us it's not just believers it's peace not evil why, why is that and this is where many Christians have got the wrong end of the stick. They think God is still angry. They think that he's still looking to punish human beings. No, no, no. He put his wrath upon his son. Simple. Yeah. And, and too many Christians and, and non-Christians have got the wrong end of the stick. He is not angry with us anymore. He is not angry with you. So, so when, sorry, Jeremy. So when you when you're in those <laughs> situations, I know you're in full flow. Then, when you <laughs> when you you got to forgive me anyway. Uh, when you uh, and so as well as Jeremy said at the outset. Well, I'm trying to employ this. I know you are too, Bill and Jeremy. But it's in those moments where, like with the kids or whatever the situation is where you know how God is treated, the more you know how God treats you in those circumstances, the easier it makes us to respond that way ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so in every situation, I now know, because God told me the other day, every second of every day, I'm working out good for you in your life. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, that's like, no one's ever said that isn't to that me. Isn't that awesome? And that isn't written in those words in, in one verse, but he just spoke that to my heart. Every second of every day I'm working. There's nothing you can do even to stop that. Because you're my son, that's how I roll. And so now, it does come with a bit of responsibility, that, because now, in, our, in circumstances that I'm in, arguably, you know, without pressure, I should be out of love responding like that in, in situations and circumstances. Like Jeremy did, like you did with your wife. 
That's because mm. that's, that's how God treats you. Yeah. First time I've done that, I was, I, I just realised what I've inflicted, and I've been like that. I mean, gosh, when you, me, and um, Kath were working together, I, I was like that. There were times when I would create an atmosphere within the office. How can, how can I do that? Because I need a revelation of God's love. Your mind wasn't renewed. <laughs> Your yes. mind wasn't renewed. Yes. Like, like the rest of us. Yes. And, and this is, if you think about that, that has got to be our thoughts. Our thoughts are always of peace, not of evil, to mankind. Because that's how Jesus was. Yeah. I mean, he, I know he got angry in the, in the temple because they were selling goods. Um, but that, that's a righteous anger. Um, that's acceptable. Yeah. It's, the other anger is not acceptable. It's not, yeah. it's not God's way of doing things because that's not how he treats us. And he wants us to behave like that. And, we, and, and, and the wonderful thing is that how does he achieve that? By revealing to us how much he loves us. Yeah. That is what changes us, That's not true. us trying to change oh, ourselves yeah. into obeying. And that's such a difference. That's just mm. that, and that's why it's the goodness of God that brings repentance. So that's what he's doing second by second in all of our lives. Moment by moment, he's revealing himself to us. And the more you read the word and have those opportunities to read it, the more he'll reveal himself through the word. Yep, absolutely. So he's, bringing it, so he's showing us. Yes. He wants to show us. I know he said desperate, and he's not desperate. He's relaxed. But he wants to show us. It's his, it's his love that wants to show us how good he is. He's desperate in the sense that he so wants us to know him. And that's why he sent his son. That's the whole point of yeah. The whole, it, this is the bit that really people will struggle with. Yes, he saves us from hell when we believe in his son, Jesus Christ, but that wasn't the principal reason. The principal reason was for us to be able to get to know him. And the only way he could get, we could get to know him is if he dealt with sin. And he had to deal with it once for all, not once for now and then we'll deal with the rest later. He dealt with it all. And... We were, go on. Sorry, talking to the two chaps on the bench. Um, it, you know, how, how do you kind of get through to them? Because, you know, you started talking about Jesus and him, you know, dying for them. That, that obviously, they weren't on that kind of, like, level to, no. to sort of receive that. They, you asked the one of them what, what he thinks happens when you die yeah. it was you know we almost like regenerate like you know a flower dies and you know disintegrates into the soil and grows back up I think you said to our kids kind of like that's almost like us reincarnating or something and so to you know to kind of get through to people would it is quite a task and you know we're not going to be able to do it in our strength so it's kind of well it's the Holy Spirit's job you've answered your question yeah that was 
Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's why Jeremy and I yeah. are hot on this. And we've had to learn this the hard way, yeah. Bill, in the last few years, where yeah. we've got to get out of the way, but you don't get out of the way because yeah. you're actually there, but you've got to, and you, so you've got to give him room. Yeah. And how do you give him room when it's you who are there doing it? I don't know. Yeah. I know, I've, I've remembered you saying that over the last couple of weeks we've got together, just, yeah, just get out of the way, delegate that to God, say, yeah. yeah. That's his job. You're the one that's going to do it. Um, I guess my job is to just be there and speak. Yeah. Truth and exactly. your, your word. Exactly. It reminds me of John the Baptist. Yeah. Because I, I, I used to think, what was the point of John the Baptist? You know? Yeah. And I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah. And I think that, if you like, we're a form of John the Baptist. Mm. And, and we're making a way for the Holy Spirit yeah. to do his job. Mm, okay. And that's how I see it. Yeah. Because, you know, John the Baptist, it was a strange job, and yet Jesus proclaimed him as the greatest man mm. ever. He made the way straight, didn't he, yes, for Jesus? Yes, he, was prepared. Okay. He, he prepared the way. A strange, a strange that's what we're doing, isn't it? We're preparing the way. Yeah. A strange sort of an analogy that has absolutely nothing to do with what we've been talking about particularly, but I went out on a, a paddleboard with a friend last week, and... Um, you know, we took, took them out, got ready to go, and um, and he, he went paddling off, you know, he was going off in the distance, and there, there was me, I was paddling, and it, it just wasn't going right. I, I, I paddled once, and the board was facing, facing like, you know, to, to a right angle, and the pedal was the other way, and I was just really struggling, and my legs were clamping up, and I, I thought, what has gone wrong? I've lost my balance, I've, everything's gone wrong, and then I ended up kneeling up, because I thought I'm going to fall off, um, and then ended up just sitting cross legs, and I thought, I've just gone, something's wrong, my energy's gone, my, my balance has gone. <laughs> I just sat there and just like, you know, relaxed for a bit, just just went along with, with the waves. And then <laughs> I just, I looked at the board and went, is that the back of the board? And I, I basically had the board the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the piece, so I, just right. using that analogy, it's me, it's me getting in the way. Well, and whereas I put, I put the ball the right way around and I, and what I was, you do, I was paddling and I was You zooming, relax, you let go. I was zooming ahead and I caught up with my friend, whereas I thought, yeah. I'm just going to have to go in. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, Excellent. Now so it was all sorted. And it was, yeah, just you getting in the way, your thinking getting in the way, the just trying to be in your head, the, the yeah. pressure, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, Even the idea, and believe me, I wrestled with this, <coughs> well, far less than what I ever did. But even the notion that we have to persuade people. Yeah. Because if you thought about that today, talking to those chats, I've got to persuade them. Like, you can't, you can't do <laughs> Zero. that. Zero. You can't, really, actually, you can't persuade anyone. No. I, I don't, you know, no. so when we had Michaela that other week, mm. even as, as lovely as she was and as much as she wanted it, mm. God, <laughs> um, she, that was the Holy Spirit doing that. Mm. Through us, because... God took away sickness and stuff like that. So, but it was still. But obviously, we can't take away sickness. So that's God yeah. softening her heart, you know. But it was just that was a different experience, and it was easier in that sense because she saw God's goodness, you know, personally, firsthand. Yeah. So it was easy in that. But it's still God doing it either way. Yeah. And that actually, that's a really big thing, you know. 
even I read recently one of these big guys, I can't remember, it was either Reinhard Bonnke or one of those guys who've ministered to millions. Mm. They're like, you know, it's, it's, it's the power of God that, that, that is the salvation, as the Bible says. Mm. It's the power of God that people see that then they go, especially in this Western culture where everything is about intellectualism and trying to work it all out, Man, just ditch the whole trying to work it all out. You know, like, like that guy said, the two, one of the two guys. When you think about the universe, just ditch the whole notion of trying to figure it out. You've got to get into the words and into the, and, and let the Holy Spirit reveal. Even, even as a Christian, let Him reveal that to you. Because you, I've tried it. It don't work, does it, Jeremy? No, no. In your own strength, we no. we really are. The flesh profits nothing. I mean, that means anything that's not the Spirit of God in our life and the word, profit nothing, zero, not one thing. So just quit, quit, that's what we said on the things, just quit on your soul, yeah. quit on your emotions, yeah. don't rely on them, stop thinking everything through and trying to pull it apart, figure, I'm talking to myself, it's okay, figure everything out, and it's a constant journey, Bill, that doesn't really end. <laughs> but the, one, the wonderful thing is that, and, and we're all still learning this, is that um, it's a journey where God wants us to relax, Oh wow! Yeah, and and just rest. It's not. It's not about you know. I've got to pass the, the test. I've got to. I've got objectives that I've got to meet. You know, before I can go on to the next stage. That that is not God's way. God, God has already provided everything for us, and through His Son, and He will just reveal. All the, the knowledge of the cross to us, so that we will learn to rest in Him. Mm. And it's it's a battle because we've been used to doing it in our own strength, mm. and, and and doing all that, realizing that the, that the flesh profits nothing, mm. is dismantling all the garbage Absolutely. that has been sown into our lives over many many years. And, mo and, and, and most of that has been as a Christian. <laughs> most of it's been done in church, Jim. Yeah, most of it's been done in church. I mean, most of my, most, some of mine wasn't. Some of mine was out of church. No, most of it's been done in church. <clears throat> let me read out. Let me read out this scripture. Famous passage, but uh, you know it's relevant for what we're talking about. Um, Two Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, so if anyone is born again, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. All this is from God. I mean, that's sobering right there. Profound. All this is from God. Nothing to do with us. <laughs> all, this is, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So that's what we're doing there. We're, we're trying to reconcile man yeah. back to God, if you want yeah. to call it like that. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So that's what we carry, isn't it? The message of reconciliation. Mm. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. It's kind of what we were saying, wasn't it? Were saying. We're, we're representatives. God making his appeal through us. And we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Well, we're reconciled to God already because we have Christ mm. in us. Yeah. For our sake, he made him to be sin. This is powerful. For our sake, he made him, so God the Father made Jesus to be sin, 
who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I mean, that is, you know, it's hard to meditate that now as we're talking, but that is, it's wonderful. there's so much in that verse. I tell you, and the amazing thing is, you know, that you go back to the scriptures that you've read many, many, many times, and then a powerful truth will come out of it. And, you know, we are just scratching the surface of wonderful things that God is going to reveal to us. And you need to keep telling me that. <laughs> no, you do, because in the middle of it, yeah. I struggle. I struggle to, so I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm like you in that sense, but I forget well, that that's God why is revealing stuff to That's us. why we've been brought together, and that's, yeah. I mean, this stuff that I'm sharing is relatively new to me. Um, and um, it's, it, it humbles you. Yeah. Because you realise that it really has got absolutely zilch to do with you. <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. That's it. right. And that it's all about Jesus. And he just wants us to walk in a deeper revelation of all that of all that truth. And I think that's because I I know that I need to walk with more grace in my life and I've talked to God about it and God says that's fine that will happen because I will reveal to you how much I love you and that's going to bring you to a place of not humility's taken the wrong way I think by a lot of people that you know we're, we're nothing we're you know it's where we're, we're brought to that place where we realize that it really is all about him <laughs> and everything we have everything we've been given everything that we are being given and everything that we will be given in the future comes from him that's worth having yeah. and all the knowledge that we have has come from him. It's got nothing to do with us. And that is what will bring us to that place where we're demonstrating grace to people. Because we know that it's, got, it's, it's not I. It's, it's Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we all want to be, isn't it? In the end, we all want to be in that place where we can demonstrate. You know, I mean, people were people were moved by meeting Jesus. Mm. People, let's be frank about this, guys. You know, we're out in the park sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. We're not getting people following mm. us and wanting to hear what we're saying. They were doing that with Jesus because he demonstrated to them how much he loved them. Yeah. He demonstrated grace and they knew this was this was truth. Yep. They knew that this was life. Yep. And Should we be more ambitious thinking bigger? <laughs> no, I think no. We, the only ambition that we need to have mm. is to get to know God. 
Yeah. It's a good. It's a great point. Well, it's a good point because we've had that um, debate. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm thinking. You know, I I wouldn't feel confident to give away my existing life and security, but perhaps I should. Um, no, I don't think. But uh, you know, it's I don't it's think it's God's it's calling it's us to, to to give everything away. I really don't think he's calling us to give everything away. He he wants to use what he's blessed us with to glorify him, and we individually will will come to that place of understanding. But I, you know, it, otherwise we fall into the trap of thinking, you know, I better not watch this movie tonight because. You know, it, I ought to just spend all my time reading the word. Not that we shouldn't spend all our time reading the word because yeah. it will do us benefit. Yeah. But it, it'll benefit us greatly. But <coughs> he's he's easy on that. Yes, as we started this afternoon with twelve Romans twelve verse two. Yes, he does want us not to conform to this world. So in a sense, we shouldn't get involved in the stuff that we know is of no real benefit. I mean, like, you see, I'm, I'm a, a classic hypocrite. Because... I, I, I don't agree, I, but... I'll, I'll explain <laughs> why. Because I do like dramas. <laughs> yeah? And... I do like a bit of blood and guts on occasions. <laughs> But when it when I when and then when I when it happens, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And Yvonne says says to me, I don't like it. No. And I don't want, I don't even want to go down there. No. I don't understand why you want to go down no, there. No, I don't like it. Either. And but but through all of that, and I'm thinking, you know, Yvonne, in that in those moments, you're. Behaving much more like Christ than I am. God. <laughs> and, but my point is, my point is that he's relaxing in all of that because it's all about renewing the mind. It's all about, you know, con not conforming to this world is not something that we will just turn the tap off and that's it. You know. I mean, maybe. I mean, people will say, "Well, look, look, I'll go and join a monastery." Well, that, that's a, that's no. There's no point in that, because you don't get out and meet non-believers. Well, and there's definitely, you know, I, I changed, um, I don't know how long it took me, not long, when I, when I realised that my words were super powerful, as, as are yours, as are any humans for that matter, I did change pretty quickly what the, the words I spoke and how I spoke them. So you so is that my will? I, I don't know. I don't know. But who knows? Someone will tell me that. But my point is, you know, we can change. We can change things. There are some things which take overnight. Some things which will take a lifetime. And God is relaxed about it. That's the crazy thing. He's relaxed mm. about it. Why? Mm. Because Rob touched on it earlier. Because when he looks at us, all he sees is the righteousness of Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. We're righteous in his eyes. Yeah, I don't... So he doesn't look at even our personality. Because he is spirit. Yeah, so we've got spirit. spirit, soul, body. Yeah. 
So he looks at us he through relates the spirit. To the spirit. Relates to us through spirit. Yes. Whereas our soul, and I think a lot of people get this confused. That's why the spirit soul body teaching is huge. And, and if we don't nail that, then we're off kilter. So is, is the soul you then? Is that the real you? Good question. A lot of people say it's the and personality, don't they? For example, the spirit is the real one. Spirit is the oh, real okay. you. But some people say it's your soul is your character and because your personality. But I don't. I don't like it. Well, we were created in His image, and mm. got a spirit. So we are spirits. So. Clothed, clothed, in, clothed in a body. Oh, right. So spirit, God, and you. Kind of. Yeah, you, you, you. The essence of Bill, mm. who Bill truly is, is God, spirit, and Bill's spirit merged together. You are one with Him. So that's who you are now. That's what born yeah. again means. But you have mm. a soul, and you live in a body because you're on earth. So the body, I can. That's the stuff I'm touching. Exactly. Now. The soul is the mind, the will, emotions, senses. Five senses. Five senses. The flesh. The flesh. The flesh. Yeah. The flesh is is, is mm. the body and the soul. But he created that yeah. for us to give us whilst we're on this planet. Yes, yeah. good point. Because as Andrew Romack says, if you're driving a car, mm. it's probably not a good idea to use your. You need to use your eyes. Yeah. The sense yeah. of feeling your wheel might be a good thing. You know, so they're not bad. It's when we. So when I say God relates to us through his spirit, through the spirit within us, it, it, it helps me because I, because a lot of, you know, we're all emotional, we all have emotions as in the soul, but, but the problem is, and I'll hold my hand up, and I know Jeremy's the same, we've lived out of that emotion all of our lives. That's what drama is. That's why we love the drama. Yes. It's our emotions, yes. isn't it? That's why we love the football matches because it's our emotions are going high and, yeah. and then we're low again and then we're high. Well, the spirit of God is not high and low. It's just beautifully consistent love and faith and righteousness and peace. Continue this continuum that never stops, and it's super powerful. It's a new creation. That's who we are in Christ. But but He doesn't look at us. He doesn't look and interact with us through our emotions, which I know probably messes with lots of Christians' yep. heads, because they get to a worship service and they're really excited. Nothing more being excited. But I think that's God interacting with them. No, it's your emotions. Yeah. And I'm not against that. I do the same. I'm jumping up and down and crying when I sing to God. I do. I cry. I have no problem with that at all. But that's not Him relating to Worship me. Worship in spirit. Worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we work, which is, which is a genuineness, which is a sincerity, which is integrity. That's how you worship. You know, just being sincere with Him. It's, it's so, it's so obvious. He calls us to worship Him in spirit and truth. In spirit, because we're in right standing with him. This 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 line from the pit of hell. But before you start worshiping God, you better get right with him. You know. So if you you know, like if you take communion, if you if you've got something against one of your brothers, you better go across and say, "I'm sorry." You know, that's a total, that's a rubbish. We're already in right standing with Father. And, and that's what needs to be taught when taking communion. That's what needs to be taught with worshiping God in, 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 a, in a meeting, in a, in a time of praise and worship. We are in right standing with Him, and then we—if we're worshiping Him, thinking, "I better just tell Him how marvelous He is," and then maybe then I can start to have more interactions with Him. It's a lie. We're being deceived. 
we're in right standing with him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're able to then thank him. Yeah. Because it's because of what he did for us through giving us his son that we're in right standing because we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour that we're able to, to worship him in spirit and truth. I've been, work, been looking at the Psalms a lot recently and it's fascinating because... So have I, interestingly. Have and it's fascinating because what's really struck me is how... And it is, it is a bit humbling, I suppose, in some ways, because I've seen how I've not been thinking. You know, like, like for example, David, you know, he would say, he would say that, that, the, that praise be continually in your mouth. Mm. And, and then I wonder sometimes why my head is all over the place. Well, because I'm not doing stuff like that. Yeah. I, I've got, as we said earlier on, Bill, I've got me going round in my head. Not all the time, and I'm better than what I used to be in the sense of my mind is renewed to that now. But that was a real pivotal point for me when he showed me that the other day. You know, just get your mind off of you. It's the yeah. biggest your freedom thought, you'll ever your, have. Your thoughts are on your circumstances. Your thoughts on your circumstances are on yourself. What about me, 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 me? David was like, he was totally, and Jesus was the epitome of it, because David was a picture of Jesus. Mm. Epitome of that. I, I, that's because that's what love is. Love is not thinking about me. That's why that what you did with your son was love. Mm. Because you, want, you put yourself to one side, which is the soul, the flesh, mm. put it to one side and you acted out of your spirit, which is the word, which was love, which was to help. <laughs> well, God does. That's how he works. I think, you know, all we can do, guys, is share what God's laid in our hearts yeah. and then leave the rest up to the Holy Spirit. And you've done that mm. with your son. And that will, he'll remember that all his life, probably. Mm. I'm sure he will, he'll remember that. Yeah, you know, and you just keep, you keep doing that. It's not about doing anything, you know, out the ordinary. It's just being with his son, or you know, him being with his dad, just knowing you love each other kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, not earning it. Or, um, it needs to be secure in the knowledge that your yeah. love for him yeah. is unconditional love. Yeah. And, you know, and that's not easy, is it? Because no. as you'll find out, as your children grow up and they, they, they make choices which you'd rather they didn't make, mm -hmm. in the end, you know, they grow up and they make their own decisions. Yeah. Um, and you watch them make decisions and you think, wasn't a good decision. But you can't, you can't tell them that it wasn't a good decision. They have to find out for themselves. But if you shared that you have a faith, which Rob and I have said this many times before, when we share something, I believe, when we just talk to people about our faith, I believe that it, because it's a real, it's, it's a real faith. We're not doing it out of good works, you know. We're not doing it to earn anything. We're doing it simply because we want to share the good news. I think that must have come across with the couple of guys we spoke yeah. to today, because it that wasn't a I don't know a Jehovah's Witness type of thing where they got a, you know down the streets for you yeah. know a couple of hours a day. It was. It was a relax, we weren't was trying relaxed, to achieve yeah. anything from the 
yeah. conversation apart from just and we laughed, you know, relaxing. And, yeah, didn't we? We had, you know, we laughed at stuff. Mm. That's that's got to be the way. Yeah. Well, that's how he is with them. That's how the Holy Spirit yes, is with them. Exactly. He's relaxed. He's it's not gentle. forcing. Yeah, exactly. He's not going. Strengthening them, isn't it? Because his his love is powerful. So he is wanting that. He is wanting those those men to be reconciled. Mm. He is wanting that. But it's the way, as my wife says, it's not just what you do. It's how you do it. It's how God does things. He does things understated. Yeah. I bet it deep down. I know there were like you know, kind of like thirty guys, or whatever. Deep down, you know, if, if if their heavenly Father could have just given them a cuddle, or even if yeah. one of us gave them a cuddle, which yeah. sounds totally weird. Yeah. Like, you know, in a not in a non-weird way, that, yeah. I'm sure they would have like, yeah. you know, appreciated that. Like, because um, everyone needs that. I think. But yeah. but weren't we doing that in a way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were spending time with yeah. them. We were interested yeah. in them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that. See, I think we under we underplay mm. what we do um, because we don't see results. Mm. We think, was that. That actually achieve anything, and mm. I can. Uh, I, I'm. I, I'm now relaxed about it much more, yeah. and believe that we've sown the seeds. Wonderful thing, Curry Blake says. I'm, I'm sure others have said the same too. God is big enough to sort out our mistakes. You know, <laughs> yes. and, I, and I fall into the trap of thinking that. Believe me, that I think everything we say, do, whatever, feel has to be perfect and right. Yeah. And if it isn't right. Especially when you're witnessing, if it isn't right, oh man, that's it, I've messed it up. But that is so the opposite of what God, you know, God is far bigger than that. And he, he uses creation all around them to talk to them. Yeah. Ironically, as they're sat in this hugely beautiful park that he created, yes. you know, yes. they're going, well, I don't know where God is. Yes. I don't believe in him. He's sat on a bloody yeah, park. Well, I mean, I've said that, haven't you? Yeah, I wanted to say it then, but didn't. No, I mean, I mean, when I wasn't a believer, I, you know, I just assumed that if there was a God, he sat on a cloud or somewhere. I didn't understand. I didn't understand one who God is, and two where God was. Well, it's only through reading the Psalms recently that, again, the Holy Spirit showed me just how amazing God is. You know, and we say it, we say these words, and yet we we don't think like that. And I, you know, I'm talking to myself, but God is, he, he is, you know, remembering one word, well, maybe two words, light be. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that is like super, that, that's, that's, that's like that guy said, it's way beyond the brain. The carnal mind can compute. So that's where you've got to go. You've got to go there with that and go, well, God, you show me how amazing you are. And then you're off, running. He'll show you. He's like, well, that's all I want. That's all I want you to say is just let me in and I'll show you. And he's, that's what he's been doing to me with the Psalms. It's like after 20 years of practicing this Christianity, he's shown me now through creation. You know, it says that in, in Hebrews that he, the worlds were framed by his word. Right, so he spoke and the worlds were framed. I mean, you just imagine the worlds going, whoop, and then stopping, the planet's stopping there. <laughs> and then start to turn and like, God's a genius, you know, he's a super genius, he's a super, super genius, yeah. you know, and that, when you have that in your heart, that that's the guy who's got your back, and you start to link those things that's together. That's the guy that you trust. Oh, that's, that's the, that's the life-changing thing, <laughs> isn't it? So he won't fail you. 
that's, I mean, God, you couldn't have anybody better to trust, could you? And he's, he's, he, he's got our back, Bill. Mm -hmm. He's got our back. Amen. You, you said earlier about, you know, stuff that doesn't pan out well. Romans 8, 28, isn't it? Um, you know, he turns around bad stuff for good to those that love God. Lots of non-believers to those that love God. You know, there's been some. Andrew has a different interpretation on that, but I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not convinced that he's right. I think I do totally believe that he's, he's got our back, and you know, and we've talked about this many times in the past. That there are times I know that I know faith is so important, and I know you've got to be careful. You don't make faith a god. Faith is so important, and yet I know there are so many times where God has intervened, and I didn't even know about it. Why? Because when he makes a promise to us, he keeps the promise. Well, every second of every day, he is working in your life for good. Yes. In every way yes. that you can imagine. Yes. Every second. He's not... So, distance in the clouds, he is in your heart and around that physically or physically, spiritually if you want to call it, actually tangibly here right now, he is here in this air around us, because the word for heaven is air I don't know if you know that you know. <laughs> so he is in the air around us he's, he's in creation as in he, he birthed it, but he's in our hearts so he's it right now, he's, he's right in everywhere he can be here, working good every second of every day do you realise that when Jesus comes again, we all this stuff that we don't know, we're going to know. Mm, that's good. Everything. Yeah, that's wow. good. I was God. thinking there as we were talking, I know you could think, you know, we're three guys, you know, somewhere in the middle of our lives, middle age, or whatever, but... I'll, I'll, I'll add that. Thank okay, you. yeah. Um, but it almost feels like we're in <laughs> some kind of. <laughs> I'll say lower age to me. Do it. Anyway, go on, carry on. Oh, I am 21 after all, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like we're, I don't know, at the start of life in a way, you know, yeah. in a, you know, in this embryonic kind of stage, because it's all going to be different. Yeah. When we. Well, we are. Think about it. Yeah. We were created, you were created how many years ago? <laughs> and well, the you, rest? Mean, you mean born again? No. no oh, sorry, 49. 49. 49, yeah. Mm. And you are going to live forever. Mm. So you're very uh, in the very early stages of your life. Mm. So, and the wonderful thing is, guys, it's going to get better and better Amen. and better. Good Remember man. that when you're Yeah, born. I know. It's, it's going to get better. And, you know, and to think that, gosh, if only we could understand that our Creator has got our back. Yeah. Our Creator is working in our waiting. Our Creator is working out using the bad stuff to, to bring out good for His glory. It's, I mean, I, I look back on my life. You know, and you know, it's it's hardly earth-shattering stuff. This, but I think back to nine, in the nineteen nineties when 
you know, I sat in front of that solicitor when Sun Life were going to take me to court, to the High Court in London, over a debt which I couldn't pay. And the solicitor said to me, said, Gerald, Mr. Newbegin, are you sure you're in the right job? <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment, I, and I, I had nothing to substantiate. I knew I was in the right job. And yet everything confirmed what he was insinuating. You know, we were in arrears on our mortgage. We were that close to going into bed and breakfast. Um, we had no money. We were, we were being fed by God's people who, who were being spoken to by God and they were, and they were giving us gifts on a regular basis to keep us going. And how my life has been changed. And that, there you are. That, I was born again. He had my back. Yep. <laughs> he had my back. Yep. And he was going to work the bad situation. He was going to turn it around for yep. his glory. Yep. And he's turned around my life yep. and blessed me with so much. And I give him the glory. Yeah. Because I... You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no. I proved it. Yeah, quite. <laughs> That's how amazing God is. And it's, just, and, and it's my personal testimony. And no one can steal it from me. No. Because it's, it's what I've lived. Yeah. And I wasn't... I wasn't um, earning favour with God. Far from it. You know, my faith was the faith of a mustard seed. Enough. Um, God turned around my my life. Has turned around my life. Well, you didn't you didn't quit as well. Remember, I know I know you had wilderness years, but you still never quit. I never quit. No, I never quit. And, 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 and Ion is back. I, I can remember when I I chose not to go to church after we'd you'd gone your separate way and. Um, I was, I'd moved into 180 Woodlands Road and um, someone from Eastern Christian Fellowship, I don't know how it was publicised and they said, he basically made a statement, he said, if you don't go to church, you're not born again. And I can remember, I remember hearing, punching and he was quite a well-known guy and I knew that was a lie and yet I'd been in the wilderness for the best part of six years. So I was the very person that he was accusing. And I knew that that was a lie. Because I knew I still believed in mm. God. Um, the problem was that I hadn't gone to the manual to learn about him, yeah. to get to know him. Yeah. I, I, was still, I was still at a distance from him. The only way you can get to know him is by spending time with him and there's no better way than to open up that Bible and when you think and I'm sure we all feel the same way about this that uh, during our walk there have been many times when the Bible has been something that it, you, the, the thing that you least wanted to go to yeah because it was just hard work yeah 
and you know you just you just didn't want to go to him and for that to change that you want to go to it because you're you know that God's going to say something to you isn't that a wonderful turnaround well it's interesting you bring it up because I think it was only yesterday I don't know if I was reading the Bible at the time or not doesn't really matter but I was just I just thought to myself what an absolute privilege no no it was too it was too pronged it was like what a privilege to still be able to read the word and still have that want to read it even in spite of my circumstances not how I want them to be mm. but also how he perceived the fact that I was still reading and obviously it's the same for all of us that, that we stayed faithful to him and, and, and by that I don't mean necessarily by hard work I just mean by not quitting on him you know and, and it's what you do in marriage isn't it I mean it's what love is yes. it's just yeah. and interestingly I heard the other day someone saying that in the Old Testament the word faith is only used twice in the New Testament it's like 200 times but in the Old Testament it was twice why is that well because apparently the, the, the word substitute if you want for, for faith was faithful people were you, you, and, and you forget that with the word faith mm. but I don't I'm like if I'm in faith if you want to say that with my wife I'm staying faithful to my wife and that, that makes it a bit more clearer doesn't it yes so with faith there is a commitment yeah there, I, I mean I'm in, I'm in this with him now I, and yeah. I can't go back anyway I can't I really can't I've got nowhere to go anyway so I'm like and that's the essence of faith Well, it's time to finish the podcast. So thanks for listening. And um, thanks to Rob and to Bill for sharing their thoughts. And we'll speak again in the not-too-distant future.